Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to another edition of What Did You Say? This is our third edition. I am Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very joy- very pleased to be joined by my dear Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Dua. Assalamu alaykum, Sheikh. Assalamu wa rahmatullah, Sheikh. A bit of um, a, a fumble there. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. For those who used to watch football, <laughs> knocked on the ball on, on the kickoff. <laughs> fumble. <laughs> how you been, Sheikh? It's good to have you. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Allah ibarik feek. It's always a pleasure. The most important thing is how you recover and how you make up after you've made the mistake or the fumble. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, inshallah, we're going to try to make it up and uh, have pick, a good program with you today. Bismillah ta'ala. Sheikh, you just had... keep running. That's it. <laughs> Run harder the next time, make it up. Make it up to your teammates, they used to say. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, uh, you just finished your lesson, Al-Ha'iyya, here in Masjid Al-Azhar Biyomo. How's that going? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala ali wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bi huda amma ba'd. Yeah, Sheikh, alhamdulillah, um... Al-Ha'iyya, the poem by Abu Bakr al-Sijistani rahimahullah, it's one of the brilliant works of the Salaf in the Aqeedah, it's a poem uh, on the topic of Aqeedah, and Alhamdulillah Allah Azza wa Jal has uh, allowed us to to start and continue through the explanation um, of uh, one of the great scholars, Sheikh Salah al-Fawzan, hafizahullah. So, um... It's very good. It sheds light on the the general creed and the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah regarding our beliefs. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. And it's, I think, what, lesson 33 today, almost done, inshallah. Is it lesson 33? 33 parts, yes. Inshallah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, uh, the book's coming towards an end, and may Allah reward the brothers at Al Bayan. Everything's been recorded. Alhamdulillah. So if anyone wants to go back to it, um, it's available there. And we will share the links in, in the description of this video, bi'idhnillahi uh, ta'ala. Uh, they're all found on the al Radio podcast channels and also the Masjid Al-Azhar YouTube channels. <laughs> now, this Sheikh, as, as, the, you know, as, the, uh, as this program says in its description, uh, what did you say? You know, your comments are our points of discussion. And over the last few weeks, one of the most common things and from the common comments is about Isa alayhi salam. No. So a lot of the times you get a lot of you know a lot of people, may Allah guide them to Islam, speaking about Jesus and saying one, two, three, then you get the brothers defending and saying Muslims believe in Isa and one, two, three. Mm. And the question is, uh, and this is our first point of discussion t- today. Mm. Who is Isa in Islam? Mm. Or Jesus? No. no. Um regarding uh the Prophet of Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger uh, Isa alayhi salam or what has been translated uh, into English as uh, Jesus um, Islam is uh, very clear uh, regarding um, who he is uh, and what his position was uh, on earth and what Islam believes uh, regarding the, the Isa alayhi salam is that he was a prophet and a messenger of Allah sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to with a book which is the, the Injil um, in order to remove mankind out of darkness into light 
and his message was the same message as every other prophet and messenger, and that is to worship the one true Lord. Um, so this is, in a nutshell, the, the stance uh, of Islam regarding the Prophet Isa alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us a ummah wasat, a middle nation. And what this means is that the nation of Islam is not an extreme nation. It is a nation that is always upon the middle path. And regarding the belief of Jesus or the belief of Jesus, there's no doubt that Islam is the middle path between other religions. We find other religions have gone to extremes regarding the figure of uh, Isa alayhi salam, where you have the Jews, the Jews who totally disregard and deny uh, Isa alayhi salam. Uh, they do not accept him as a prophet. Um, and not only that, they actually uh, speak evil uh, of him uh, and accuse him of uh, accusations. So the Jews have completely rejected uh, Jesus, uh, peace be upon him. And then on the other side of the extreme scale, you have Christianity, where Christianity has taken Jesus to be God or the Son of God. They made him divine, in other words. They made him divine and worthy of worship. And that is why they direct their worship uh, towards Jesus, um, claiming that it is towards the Father and whatever else. And that goes back to the Trinity and what they believe, or at least regarding the Roman uh, Catholics. And then you have Islam that came in the middle. It did not reject Isa salam the way the Jews did, nor did it overpraise him and give him the status of lordship uh, and make him a lord to be worshipped. Islam came as the middle path and it said he is a prophet and a messenger of Allah. He is special and he was blessed uh, and he was a great figure uh, in the world, but he was not worthy of worship. Sheikh, before you continue, I know there's a lot more. You mentioned there regarding lordship. What What is it as a Muslim, what does it mean to believe in the lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or that Allah is a Rabb? No. Because our Rabb therefore is worthy of our worship. No. So what does that mean? What does that belief entail? No. So the, the word Rabb in Arabic uh, translates, Sheikh, as you, as you know, to Lord. Uh, and the Lord uh, is the one that is worthy of worship. So in Islam, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord. Uh, or is the Rabb and what that uh, obligates is the belief that Allah Almighty He is the Creator alone and that no one shares this quality with Him nothing and no one creates with Allah we believe that God 
Allah alone is the creator. And we believe that Allah alone is the controller of all the affairs. No one shares that with Allah. And that's his name, Al-Mudabbir, the controller. We also believe that Allah is the owner of everything, Al-Malik, the owner of everything. And we believe that God alone is the sustainer, the one who provides for his creation, food, drink, wealth, and whatever else. So to believe that Allah is the creator alone, the sustainer alone, the controller alone, the owner alone, this is what it means to take Allah as the Lord. That's what lordship means. And therefore, he, he, due to have him having this lordship, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is worthy of our worship because in reality, no one else can compete with Allah in those characteristics and qualities that you mentioned. Without a doubt. And that's why God emphasizes this point in the Quran that he is unique and that he has no partners and he has no offspring and he has no children. And that all type of belief, all type of worship can only be directed to him alone. Anything from the creation was sent as a prophet and a messenger or an angel. And no prophet, messenger or angel or rock or stone or tree or whatever it may be is worthy of is worthy of any type of lordship or worship this is what it means to be a muslim so sheikh now you mentioned there regarding isa alayhi salam that he was a prophet like other prophets he called to the worship of allah alone subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. which brings me to this point and this question so all the prophets from adam to isa and including muhammad they're basically brothers of the same message. No. They're all caught to one thing. Is that correct? Without a doubt, Sheikh. So um, we sometimes hear people saying that um, Islam is the the third or uh, the later uh, religion of the three so-called uh, Abrahamic faiths. They call the Abrahamic faiths uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And they tend to put Islam as the last one because according to some people, it came after Judaism, Christianity. So it's the third of them. And this is incorrect because as you mentioned, Sheikh, the message of Islam is the oldest message to exist. It was the first and only message that God ever revealed to mankind. So we believe the prophet Adam and the prophet Noah and the prophet Abraham and the prophet Dawood, David and all of them, they came with this same message even though their books were different but the essence of the book, the message of all the books was the same and that was to worship the one true God Jesus had a book just like the rest of them and that book its message was the same message, to worship God alone without associating partners with him. And that message, which is to worship God alone, is the message known as Islam. That's so, what Islam is. That is la ilaha illallah. Without a doubt. That okay. no deity is worthy of worship except Allah. And therefore that is the key to Jannah. And it is the key to Jannah, the only key to paradise. And that's what we tell the Christians that are listening to us. Mm. And a lot of them, sadly, are not very... Um, objective in their listening mm. they really quite come out as quite rude not all of them some uh, some like to listen to benefit yeah that 
Now, the belief of Isa is the same belief as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As the same belief as Musa, we have any Jewish listeners. Or any other than that, that they all call to La ilaha illallah. To worship Allah alone yes. and follow me, meaning follow the Prophet and Messenger at that time. Yes. This is, the, this is Islam in general. Without a doubt. That's why we believe in the in the Torah, we believe in the Gospel, we believe in the Qur'an that they were books sent down from Allah to mankind. But we also believe, uh, and that is proven through facts, that those other books that were revealed to the other prophets and messengers were corrupted by their followers and they had things added and taken away. And that is why Allah continued to send other books until he sent the Qur'an as the final book which consisted of the same message that the initial Bible came down with, the initial, the initial Torah came down with, and that message is to worship God alone. So Alhamdulillah, Islam is the only religion that accepts all prophets and messengers. Every other religion accepts some and rejects some, but Islam accepts them all. We love them all. Sheikh, this brings me to my next question. Jazakallah khairan for answering yeah. the first question. And that is, as Muslims, as the Quran clearly indicates in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, we believe that Isa has not died, nor was he crucified on the cross. That Allah raised him unto himself, mm. and he shall return. Yes. What does Islam tell us about his return to earth, Yeah. to live upon this earth? Yeah. So uh, our our texts, the, the Quran and the Sunnah, have, <coughs> have taught us um, that the Prophet... Uh, Isa, Jesus, uh, alayhi salam, uh, he will um, return to earth. And him returning to earth is because he was raised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know uh, that there is the version of uh, Christianity and even the Jews who claim that they had uh, killed uh, the Prophet Isa alayhi salam and crucified him on the cross. But Allah in the Quran mentions that this is not what actually happened. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he saved the Prophet Isa uh, salam from that uh, event and he raised him to the heavens. Uh, he raised him to the heavens. And Allah told the Prophet sallam that inni mutawaffika, uh, I will uh, cause you to be mutawaffi. And the word mutawaffi, uh, even though it indicates uh, to death, as the scholars of Islam have interpreted, that it means to be uh, sleep. It means to be sleep. So Allah told the Prophet Isa he will raise him up to the heavens to sleep. He will raise him up to the heavens to sleep. And uh, we believe that the Prophet Isa salam is scheduled to come back down. And when he does come back down, uh, this is one of the major signs of the hour. What that means is when the Prophet Isa comes back to earth, uh, the the hour is near, meaning the day uh, of judgment, as he is, him returning is one of the major signs uh, of the day of judgment. And when the Prophet Isa comes down, as the authentic narrations uh, and the verses of the Quran have uh, indicated to uh, he comes down uh, and he's a just ruler he rules with justice and he comes down uh, implementing and uh, uh, 
implementing and following the the law uh, of Islam since it's the same law. So he won't come with a new message. He'll come. He won't come with a new message. The yes. of Muhammad he comes down following the Sharia, the laws of our Prophet Muhammad because the Prophet Muhammad's law was the last law that came down, and their message is the same message, uh, regardless. So he comes down. He brings justice. Uh, he spreads justice. Uh, wealth will become very abundant. Uh, wealth will become very abundant, and as the authentic narrations mention, uh, he will destroy the the cross. He will destroy the crosses because uh, that is a false accusation regarding him, uh, the Prophet Isa alayhi salam, and he uh, uh, he gets rid of uh, the swine. Uh, the pig because uh, he himself in his book when it was revealed to him he mentioned that it was prohibited for these things to be consumed but as we mentioned his book was modified and changed after him by the the leaders of Christianity uh, or so-called um, uh, leaders of the faith that changed the, the texts which led to the book being distorted. So Jesus, or Isa alayhi salam, comes back to preach the initial message that he was sent down with, and that is to worship one Lord. And in no way did he ever claim, or would he ever claim to be God, or the Son of God, or tell people to worship him. Now there is more to that, and inshallah, these are from the most common questions we get asked, and inshallah, we will mention them in the upcoming well, what did you say episodes because yeah. we're getting a lot of questions now about the Mahdi uh-huh. and also about the Dajjal and also about yeah, George and Matt George Mashallah. so maybe from next week onwards inshallah we'll mention them uh, uh, to start off each program with yeah. and they're all linked to Isa alayhi salam as well inshallah and our final question today before we take the online questions <laughs> is uh, Sheikh how do I implement more sunnah in my life no uh, this is a very good question, and uh, this question in itself um, has tawfiq in it. Uh, meaning, uh, someone to ask a question like that uh, is an indication that, inshallah, Allah wants good for this person. For someone to want to implement more sunnah in their life shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directing them to guidance because the sunnah is the guidance. And the best way that I can answer this question, Sheikh, is by saying to be able to implement more sunnah in your life is to learn as much sunnah as you can in your life. Knowledge is the key to everything. So when a person seeks knowledge, and in particular knowledge of the sunnah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide them uh, to that. And by learning the sunnah, you are able to implement it. Uh, it was Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah who said uh, there is not a single uh, sunnah that I learned except that I implemented it even once in my life. So that shows that his implementation was based on learning, knowledge. So that's what we advise the brother or the sister. Learn and implement, uh, learn and seek knowledge of the sunnah as much as you can and by doing so, you will be able to implement the sunnah that you learn. And ask Allah. Make dua 
for Allah Azza wa Jal to give you life upon the Sunnah of Rasulullah and death upon the Sunnah. Allahu Akbar, Zakhullah Khairdi Shaykh. Also, like when you're around people who implement the Sunnah, you're more than likely to emulate them. Without a doubt. You might learn a Sunnah without, without actually reading it or hearing it. You might learn a Sunnah by seeing someone perform it. Uh, and that, uh, and that's an excellent point, Sheikh. By being around people who follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Now, this Sheikh, there are some some books that I really liked on this topic, uh, daily Sunnahs, and they basically they mention some of the Sunnahs that you can practice throughout your your day, mm. uh, from the morning to you go to sleep. Mm. And this is a re- really good for those who like would like to add a sunnah a day, for example, if, if they want that. And they Naam. come in a small booklet, and most likely there will be an app form today. Naam. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, any of the books um, that teach these like uh, little gems that uh, this is a, a sunnah in your daily life, because what we have to understand is that the, the sunnah of Rasulullah, it is a way of life. So... Practically everything in your life that you can do, whether it's eating, drinking, sleeping, going to the bathroom, uh, exiting the bath, all of that, there's an actual sunnah to implement. Uh, and Nabi Sallallahu did not leave anything out. Allah did not leave anything out. Today I have perfected or completed your religion. So the deen is complete. And what that means is every aspect of our life has been covered. So... That's an excellent uh, advice, Sheikh, to find any books or apps or whatever else that actually teach the authentic sunnah that you can do throughout your 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 everyday life. Uh, this will definitely help as well. It sounds like a book review program. Is another another book that came to mind. <laughs> book review po- program was last night. Um, a day a day in the life of the Prophet sallallahu. A day in so the life of the Prophet There's a few, few different definitely. authors. Yeah, uh, mentions the same thing basically. Excellent, without a doubt. Even the book like the Shama'il of Imam Tirmidhi. Yeah. The Shama'il of Imam Tirmidhi, it goes through the Prophet's description, what he looked like, what he liked to eat, how he dressed, how he slept. This is all very good. For going, that's what we mean by learning. When you learn the Sunnah, you're able to implement it. So that should be the, the mission of the brother or the sister. Sheikh, most of the questions again about your beard. Allah We've covered this many, many times, dear brothers and sisters. If you go back to our YouTube channel, you'll find. The Sheikh addressed the bead issue many, many times. Barakallah fikum. No. We have a question from Sister Rosie. Assalamu alaikum. How can a Muslim woman revert, be in contact and ask questions and learn from someone of knowledge in Australia without having to take costly courses? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Um, regarding this uh, question, first and foremost, um, what I would prefer to do uh, and I feel that Islamically this is the correct thing to do is not to put down uh, or speak ill regarding the marakes or the institutes that do charge fees for the services that they provide and the reason for that is because we know that in this day and age, um, things are costly. Um, it costs money to run masajid and marakis to maintain them and whatever else. So it would not be right for me to 
to abuse or, or speak against um, people that do charge or places that do charge for this type of thing. But on the other hand, I also say that there must always be a option and classes that are provided for people who struggle or prefer not to pay. So that balance has to be uh, in place. So to answer the sister's question, alhamdulillah, the knowledge is in abundance. Whether it is online, uh, whether it is attending um, uh, masajid weekly lessons, uh, because from what I know, Sheikh, uh, the things that uh, or the things that are usually uh, paid for are like the the courses uh, and classes. As for uh, general lessons in the masajid and that, none of the masajid, from what I know, charge for this. They all have programs running in the masjid which are free. Walillahilhamd. Whether it's weekly lessons or whatever else. Uh, also, um, on that point, there are places that run Sharia courses and they run proper Sharia Islamic courses uh, without um, charging a cent. And uh, we don't like to boast, Sheikh. Yes, we don't like to. Alhamdulillah, Masjid Al-Azhar in Belmore here is one of those places may Allah Azza wa Jal give us uh, strength and, I mean. and accept from us all our, our a'mal. For, uh, if the sister um, has the option of uh, attending Masjid Al-Azhar in Bilmo, um, we do have uh, Sharia classes uh, on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights. That's right. Wednesday night at 6.30, which are open for, there's a brother's class and a sister's class. And it runs Sharia classes um, in classrooms, uh, and they are free of charge. Barakallah fiqdi, Sheikh. And that sister can also message the page there, and, and the brothers and sisters who run that page, Masjid Al Azhar Belmore, will help her out, and will also address any questions you may have, and get your questions to the uh, to the uh, to the, the Sheikh or the Imam of the Masjid. Barakallah fiqdi, the sister. Um, I think Sheikh will wrap it up. Um, you know, still most of the comments are regarding the Sheikh's beard. May Allah bless him and his beard and <laughs> bless all the followers of the Sunnah. And may Allah guide the people who are of insultive or are quite insulting. And sadly, this is what it's become today, Sheikh. Just uh, everyone wants to be a clown and no one wants to be, you know, even in religion. Sadly, many Muslims, no. even they, they take their religion as a joke, as something to make fun of and no. You know, and this is what it's sad. You see sisters making fun of the hijab, brothers making fun no. of the beard, even more than that, making fun of prayer itself, even no. the Quran itself. No. This comes back to what um, religion means to a person, Sheikh. 100%. If, if religion is not significant in a person's life, it's easy for them to, to mock and make jokes and whatever else. But for a person that takes their deen seriously, and takes their religion seriously, they understand the grave danger of uh, mocking or making jokes or whatever else. And we, we always say this, that uh, any any negative comments and whatever else, it does not harm us. It only harms the one who who says it. For our aim, inshallah, uh, we hope 
is only to ever please Allah Azza wa Jal and we are not put on earth to please the creation or the people. 100% Shaykh. Very well put. Jazakallah khair. I'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters who joined today. And, uh, you know, as, as one of the comment, as one of the brothers and sisters said, sadly, it's to their great loss. If you don't want to practice your religion properly and implement it properly in the end, you are the loser, no matter how funny you may think you are online, nah. which is really a fake world in and of itself anyway. I'd like to thank the Sheikh for being with us, the tech team. Next week, Sheikh, we'll start off with who is the Mahdi? That's one of the most common questions now. And then, inshallah, if we have time, we can, uh, inshallah, address uh, the Dajjal as well. And yeah, George and Matt George. Barakallah fiq, dear Sheikh. Zakallah khairan to all the brothers and sisters. Until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.